It's just what the doctor ordered. It's time for your daily dose of awesome. Check your hate and negativity at the door as mom, wife, teacher, and lover of life, Cindy Liming shares awesome, fun-loving tips on how you can bring positivity, fun, and laughter into your life and into the world. And now, here's your host, Cindy Liming. This is a Spiva Media production. It's just what the doctor ordered. It's time for your daily dose of awesome. Check your hate and negativity at the door as mom, wife, teacher, and lover of life, Cindy Liming shares awesome, fun-loving tips on how you can bring positivity, fun, and laughter into your life and into the world. And now, here's your host, Cindy Liming. Hello there. Welcome to my show. My name is Cindy Liming and I talk about all the things that I find to be awesome in this journey called life. And by sharing what I find, I hope that you too will be able to create more awesomeness in your corner of the world. I have a little bit of of an announcement and some of you might have picked up on this already. And those of you who are around me um, daily or weekly probably know this and it's nothing earth shattering, but I'm going back to work next week and I've been off for the whole summer and I've been getting ready for my soon to be 155th graders to be in my care. So... Therefore, I will more than likely be uploading only one episode a week, realistically, and it'll probably be on Mondays. I have to get back into the swing of things as a teacher, but my plan is to upload on Monday. I'd really like to continue to crank out two to three episodes a week because having this podcast is really like therapy for me, but um, let's just say for now, if I get more than one episode out, then uh, it would be a bonus. Before I discuss today's topic, I wanted to update you on last week. In episode 50, I talked about slime and YouTube. Now, I'm not totally happy about some of the things my seven-year-old watches on there, and I talk about that in detail in episode 50, but I wanted to share another way that my seven-year-old daughter, Haley, actually used YouTube to solve a problem. And I also wanted to add to the parents out there, and this also goes for myself, I am totally guilty of this, but I cannot emphasize enough how important it is to help your child learn how to solve a problem. I tend to do more than I should for all of my kids simply because often it's just easier or faster because I don't have a ton of time to wait for Haley to figure it out or wait for Christian to get around to putting his laundry away. but. Um, so I tend to do more than I should for them. And I know this. So I do pick my battles and, uh, this whole slime issue, uh, was one of the battles that I let her figure out on her own. Actually, I didn't have to let her because she just did it on her own. Um, so I'm really proud of her for problem solving her little slime issue that she encountered. And what it was, was that she saw on YouTube how to make snow slime. And that required her to have fake snow, and it's June, and so, like, you know, stores don't really sell fake snow. Um, So we did not have any fake snow on hand. 
on her own, she looked up on YouTube how to make fake snow so that she could make the snow slime. And she used YouTube to look up the recipe for fake snow. And the cool thing was, is that she did this without me having to say, look it up, which I was really happy about. And if you're interested, you can make fake snow by soaking a diaper in water and then cutting it open. That's what we learned on YouTube. So what happens is, and those of you who have had babies, you if you've ever like put a baby in to like a swimming pool in desperate times and they were in their diaper, um, you know as well as I do, the inside swells a lot, like when you deliberately soak it in water. And... Um, that creates a substance that's like fake snow. So then you just cut the diaper open and then inside is uh, pretty much the same thing as what fake snow is, which I thought was kind of interesting. So um, fortunately, I just so happened to have a few diapers from when Haley was a baby and she was able to make her fake snow and we had fun learning about the inside of a diaper and then she made her snow slime. So it's pretty cool. And then earlier this week, I recorded an episode with my husband, Bill, about how we are managing our very unique long-distance relationship. Since then, I thought of a few more tips to share that um, I forgot to mention, and, um, and I, don't, I didn't really address um, what it's like to be lonely much. Um, and the more I think about loneliness, I realized that actually a lot of people are kind of lonely. So um, I thought I would add how we deal with that part of our relationship. Um, and I received a few other comments and questions that I wanted to address. But before we get to that, let's take a quick break. Welcome back to the show. If you didn't get a chance to hear about how we roll with this crazy lifestyle, head on over to episode 52. But in a nutshell, I live an hour away from my husband because we didn't want to relocate due to the fact that we have pretty awesome careers, which just so happened to be an hour apart. He's a minister and I am a fifth grade teacher. We are each other's second marriages. He has two kids from his first marriage and I have three. In addition, I am one of the children's ministry directors at his church, which makes him my boss, too, and my minister, obviously. (laughs) So that's it in a nutshell. In the previous episode, we had a conversation, and um, and we used some listener questions to guide us. Since that episode, I thought of a few more things I wanted to add about our relationship that might be helpful to others who are in similar situations. So one thing that is kind of difficult for both of us is the means in which we communicate. When we're apart, our only means of communicating is through the phone and sometimes through email, but typically pretty much the only way we get get in touch with each other is the phone. Um, And he doesn't have an iPhone either. He's very attached to his old school like flip type tiny phone. So there's like just buttons on it. There's no touchpad or anything like that. So there's no FaceTime. There's no Facebook or Instagram. There's like all we can do is talk on it and he can text. But um, but it's just one of those little tiny phones. And we very much rely on our phones to work and for the other person to answer. 
For people who live together, it can be annoying when one does not answer the phone, but eventually that person's going to come home. For us, and I don't know about him, but if I can't get a hold of him, and I keep trying and I keep trying, I instantly think something awful has happened. So I do the whole thing where I have to calm down and then I have to think about what he said he was going to be doing that day. And since we're both like really busy, we usually give each other the rundown of each other's day in the morning. But um, often I will forget what he said. So I'll have to like calm down and think, did he say he had a meeting? Did he say he had an appointment? Is he visiting someone? Did he have a heart attack while mowing the lawn? I just know he's laying face down in the yard and no one's going to rescue him. I mean, that's all the stuff that goes through my mind. And I know I can't be the only person that's like that. But immediately I go into like something's totally wrong. So to take the edge off of this and to avoid this, because most of the time that doesn't happen actually. So um, we call each other at the same time every day. And this is super helpful because if I can't get a hold of him at the normal time after calling repeatedly, then I can panic. And that's the part that makes this really hard because God forbid something awful happens, I won't know fast enough. And that kind of stresses me out. If he needs me quickly, it'll take me an hour to get there. So what I do is, um, you know, if I can't get a hold of him, Uh, I start calling my list of go-to people. So like I immediately start calling his work wives. I call his kids, etc. But normally if I can't get a hold of him, it's just simply because he couldn't hear his phone. Nothing tragic, but for whatever reason, my mind always imagines the worst. I really wish that I didn't do that. So if you're in a long distance relationship of any kind, Um, One thing you should probably do, though, is get in a routine of calling each other at certain times. Um, We call each other first thing in the morning and right before bed, always. We always try to call or text throughout the day. Um, Just as a friendly reminder that, hey, you know what? You have a spouse over here. So just a little reminder that I'm over here. But always, always, always we call each other in the morning and at bedtime. I received another question from Emma Lubes, which was, what kinds of things do you do to make the separation less daunting? And I thought this was a very good question, and I can't believe that I didn't address that in the last episode. Um, But as far as passing the time until we get to see each other again, fortunately, both of us are very independent. So if you think you aren't independent, try really hard to figure out how to become one, become someone who does not have to rely much on the other person. See, in my first marriage, I became so dependent that if my husband at the time had to go out of town, then I'd pack up the kids and stay at my parents' house. I just didn't think I could be the only responsible adult in the house. And I just, I don't know, I just didn't feel comfortable with it. I didn't want to be alone. And so we would go to my mom's house, which was kind of a pain. But also don't depend on your long distance partner to be the only thing that keeps you entertained. So this is the perfect time for you to do the things you love and work on yourself and um And just do the things that you love and maybe the things that your partner doesn't necessarily like. So, for example, Bill loves martial arts and 
I don't love it. I, I like watching him do it, but I, I don't love it like he does. So when I'm gone, he practices martial arts either at home or with friends. I like getting content together for my podcast. So that's what I do when he isn't around. And sometimes I have to do it when he's around, but I really, really try hard not to. I try to save those things for when we're not together. The other thing is, since we're both parents, most of our time is spent taking care of the kids. All five of them are in sports pretty much for the entire year. And for McKenna, if she's not in a sport, then she's also in theater. But all of them are pretty much, um, I would say, you know, how kids have a break in between sports. That's like all the break they have. And then the next season for the next sport begins. So um, there's never a time when all of them are not in a sport. So there's always games to go to and practices to take them to. And there's always meals that need to be made and lunches that need to be packed. Laundry is a constant non-stop chore. Both of us work and at times our work has to come home with us and we both own homes, which means it needs to be cleaned and the lawn needs to be mowed. I guess we are busy and not feeling lonely most of the time because we are just simply adulting. So Emma, to answer your question, stay busy. I know you're in college and it's summer now, but soon you're going to be busy with classes. So that leads me to what if you're not a parent or you're not working? So here's a list of things I do when I'm not wearing my mom, teacher, or wife hat, which isn't very often, but here are the things I do personally when I'm completely alone, okay? So not what I mean a lot. Oftentimes, I'm trying to catch up with work when I don't have the kids and Bill's not around, but let's just say I don't work. I'm not a mom. So these are the things that I like to do. Um, and, you know, if also if you're uh, living alone or you're lonely for whatever reason, um, these are this is just how I get through it. Because I know if I didn't keep myself busy, I know I would get really, really lonely. So um, what I do is I clean and declutter, which gives me a ton of satisfaction. And honestly, it makes my stress level go down. And I know I'm probably... Um, stranger than most people, but I actually look forward to when I can declutter something. So like I have a mental list in my mind for the next time I'm going to be completely alone um, for things that I'm going to declutter. So like my next little project's going to be the um, cabinets underneath my bathroom sink. So I always, that's my go-to thing. I feel really, really good when I declutter something. You could get a job or start a side hustle. So I have two jobs and a side hustle, which is this podcast. And all of those things keep me very busy. You could start a podcast or a blog. And I know that Emma has just recently started a blog, which I think is very cool. I used to blog too. That's a nice nice way to get your thoughts out. And um, really, I really enjoyed doing that too. So you could start a podcast or a blog. And by the way, Anchor makes it super easy. So if you need some help, I would love to help you. So you can reach out to me about that. Um, go to church and get involved. Now, I know that I'm a minister's wife and I work for a church. Um, but when I wasn't, I still went to church anyway, and um, I really enjoy being surrounded by other people um, at church. I feel like I have another family at my church, and um, and I really, really like uh, getting involved, and I like helping others, and I like to volunteer. So um, that's another thing that 
that you could do. Um, work on your self-care routine. So for me, it's working out, yoga, meditating, reading, and journaling. So that's what I did tonight. Tonight was one of the nights that I was completely alone. And so I actually did work out and I did some yoga. Um, and I read. I got to go on a walk and I got to listen to a book, which I which made me really happy. Um, or uh, another thing that I like to do, and actually Bill likes to do this too, um, is get crafty. So um, take it a step further and make crafts to give or send to your long distance partner. So for example, I've cut out a bunch of hearts and wrote all the reasons why I loved Bill on them and I sent it to him. And he's written me some pretty amazing poetry and printed it up with a really cool background. And also this spring, um, he prom posed to me and created a little poster asking me to the quote unquote prom. Um, that's because I don't know if you have teenagers, but the thing to do these days is the boy has to prom pose to the girl and they have to like make something and it's a really big deal. And so there was all this prom posing going on because I have two kids in high school. So, well, three kids counting Ethan, who wasn't in high school this year, but had to prom pose to someone. He's in eighth grade this past year and um, also had to prom pose. So it's the latest thing. I don't know, when we were in school, you just asked the other person, but um, they do that now. And I wanted to be prom-posed because some of these kids came up with some really cute ideas and I wanted to be prom-posed. And so um, Bill actually made me a little poster and he prom-posed to me in the Arabica parking lot, which was really, really fun. <laughs> I really liked that he did that for me. Um, but crafting is a good thing to do. Um, in addition to that, you know, I do enjoy making crafts for Bill, which I haven't actually done in a while, but um, is uh, crocheting. So um, I should probably do a whole episode on that. I know that probably doesn't sound all that exciting, but um, but my church has uh, taught me how to do this thing called Plarn, where you take um, plastic bags, like grocery bags, and turn that into plastic yarn, and then you can crochet mats for the homeless. So um, that is really, really addictive um, crocheting. So like, even if you're not making it out of plarn, but crocheting and knitting and things like that is really, really, really therapeutic, like to the point where I can see my plarn mat that I'm working on and I just leave it there because I know once I pick it up, I'm not going to put it down. I'm just going to keep going forever and ever and ever. So um, crocheting and crafting is a lot of fun. Um, so those are all the things that I do when I'm completely alone and not catching up on chores or work or kids. So that it's not that often that I get to do those fun things, but I do enjoy getting some time to myself to get to do some things that I enjoy. And I asked Bill the same question. Um, I asked him what he likes to do to stay busy and keep himself from feeling lonely. And here's what he said. Um, most of the time when we're not together, I try to stay busy. When I work an awful lot, um, I get together with friends about once a week because having friends is super important in my life. Um, uh, I do martial arts at least once a week and uh, and uh, just basically stay busy. Um, and the times when I, I'm, I'm completely alone, believe me, there are some lonely times. But uh, most of the time when I'm just completely alone, it's just great to lay on the couch and watch some football and just relax. Um, and so when the times when we aren't together, that's kind of how I pass my time. Thank you. 
So that's how we do it. Most of the time, we're, we're busy anyway when we're apart, and we are rarely lonely. Um, but the best thing to do when you are lonely, in our opinion, is to make yourself busy. So thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions about marriage or second marriages, shared parenting or long distance relationships, ask away. It's working out for us and we would be happy to help you. It is chaotic at times, but I can tell you I've never been happier. Um, This is the healthiest relationship I've ever been in. And uh, if you have any questions, I might use your questions in a future episode. And don't forget to join my Facebook group. If you haven't joined this awesome group, go to www.facebook.com slash groups slash Y-D-D-O-A when you are done listening. If you found this episode to be helpful, hit subscribe and share this. And you can also find me on Instagram at your DD of awesome or on t- Twitter at Cindy Liming, which is spelled C-Y-N-D-I-L-I-M-I-N-G. So have an awesome week.